cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence that can't go on. I am Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 20th of November 2009. Newcomers, I always suggest you look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com website. Scroll down and check out all the other sites I have up there and bookmark them for future use. That way if the big ones go down again, or when they will, then you can always get the latest downloads, hopefully, from these other sites. Plus, if you find that uh, you're getting sticking on downloading it's because too many people go into the com at the same time so if you if you um, occasionally use these other sites here you might have less trouble and the ones to choose from these are the only official sites I have there's, there's cuttingthrough.jenkness.com there's cuttingthroughthematrix.net.us.ca Alan Watt cuttingthroughthematrix.ca and Alan Watt sentient sentinel.com EU. The last one is the European site, has the same audios as the rest, but it also has uh, transcripts of a lot of the talks I've given, which you can download for prints up, and they're in the various languages of Europe. And as always, you as listeners, you bring me to you. No one backs me here. There's no companies backing me. The ads on the show that you hear are paid by the advertisers straight to RBN Radio uh, so that I can um, be on the air. And I've got nothing to do with that at all. It's up to you to keep me going. And you can do so by buying that, which I have for sale at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website, and or using the PayPal button to donate. You can also use a PayPal as well for, for buying the books and so on I have for sale. It's up to you. And personal checks are good for the U.S. and Canada. Uh, you can also use up international uh, postal money order from the U.S. to Canada. And, of course, you can use the, the, the post um, orders within Canada to Canada, inside Canada. And, see, PayPal is good. Outside the Americas, you can use Western Union, PayPal, or you can use MoneyGram, or just send cash. That's what people uh, generally uh, do. It saves, the cash. it saves them spending all that cash for a transaction for the bankers, who seem pretty fat, as far as I can see, uh, under my observations. And for those who get the disc burned and passed to them at meetings and don't like computers, they play them on their CD players, you can write to me at Alan Watt, Site 41, Box 4, Estaire, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. And the postal code is P, as in Peter, the number 3, E, as in Elizabeth, the number 4, N, as in Nora, and the number 1, P3E4N1. And uh, you've probably been noticing over the last month or so that it takes uh, sometimes two days to get the uploads per, per, per show done, basically. It starts off one night like tonight. I'll be on uh, uploading, trying to upload. They keep cutting me off at ExploreNet. And then um, I have to go into the next day as well. So it takes hours and hours and hours to upload to my sites because ExploreNet, that wonderful company that says you get high speed, has been basically persecuting me. Uh, and that's the only way you can put it because they've given me so many lies in the past 
and told me it was all my fault to get my equipment checked. And when I did and paid hundreds of bucks for new stuff I didn't need, they admitted then that actually they had me on a lock so that uh, they were cutting me off when I went over what they claimed was my particular limit under the plan I'm paying under. Then they claimed I was under the lower plan, even though they were, I was paying for the higher plan. And uh, I go back to them the other day there, and I've admitted, yes, I am on the higher plan, but I'm still over my limit. I'm using this thing, literally, uh, 15 hours a week. That's why I use it, 15 hours. I don't use it for surfing. I don't use it. I use it solely for uploading the shows. Don't use it weekends. Don't use it for email. I use dial-up for email. And that's what happens to you when you're not authorized to be out there. Someone pulls the strings and someone complies at the top. And I hear the music coming, and we're back with more after this break. Hi, folks. I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Just uh, lamenting my problems as usual about ExploreNet, this company that you pay through the nose for, that uh, apparently thinks that 15 hours a week is just too much, you see. But I don't think it's for everyone, although I do know that there's a lot of complaints from other people on different sites about them. They have a lot of Canadians and uh, U.S. citizens at ransom this, uh, this exploit. They should be called ExploitNet, not ExploreNet. But uh, for those that want to, to put the word in for me, you can always uh, email them at this particular email address. It's, uh, and here's how you spell ExploreNet. It's called X. P-L-O-R-N-E-T, Explore Net, no E at the beginning, dot com. And uh, that's info at explorenet.com, info at explorenet.com. And tell them to get off my back and how ridiculous it is to make people pay that kind of money for 15 hours a week. And maybe then you'll start to get some message because they do like to keep their customers that they often lie to and blame their it's your equipment is at fault, obviously, rather than tell them the truth. They don't like telling you the truth that you're on this particular lock. It's bad for advertising. It's bad for new customers because they don't tell you that when you sign on, you see. And uh, this is a standard thing I've had with them over the, over the years. And um, I've gone through the, the, the trap of, of paying extra a few hundred extra dollars to get a guy in to, to inspect it and supposedly repair it. They replace things that don't need to be replaced. Only to find out the next day you're back on the lock again. And if it wasn't for a, a girl that was on one night that uh, told me, oh, yeah, they've got you on a lock, so I'll go for a certain limit. It automatically cuts in. I can't even download the, load the show. So for all those out there who are always telling me, look at this video, look at that video, I can't look at any videos on ExploreNet. You can't do it, you see. And so, therefore, if you want to send me videos, burn them and send them, that's fine. And the address is on cuttingthroughthematrix.com. I'd appreciate that, because I'm, I'm in the dark here, basically, with this uh, awful service. But that's all that basically Canada is given. And ExploreNet is owned by Hughes Industrial Military uh, Corporation, basically. So uh, we get the spillover, the stuff, the stuff they're not using, they sell to the public. I guess that's how it works at exploitative prices for, for crappy service. So as I say, if you want to email them and put the word in for me, it's info at explorenet, X-P-L-O-R-N-E-T dot com, info at explorenet dot com, because this is pathetic. There's no doubt someone's 
put the word in, but if enough folk complain, they might start thinking it's better to go have their customers, uh, new customers, as they're always advertising in all the major newspapers, they lie about high-speed internet, they might just uh, forgo the, the, the friendly old-school tie stuff and favours with the government and uh, give me the speed I'm, I'm supposed to be getting. Now, and I'll keep on about them until they alter it too. And even if I, I can't use it anymore at all and they cut me off completely, I'll dedicate a web page to them and explain to the world what they do. Um, now, we're on the roll now to the new paradigm. A paradigm is something, it's a way, it's a, a meme or, or, or something they call it a meme virus. It's an idea uh, that initially comes up in somebody's head and they put it to a think tank and find a new way of living to control the masses for a thousand odd years or so. Everyone's heard about the, the one that they always hear about now is Adolf Hitler. They never hear about the, the, the wonderful Lenin or Stalin and all the atrocities they do. Uh, but um, Adolf Hitler talked about the, the Third Reich in a thousand years, plus a thousand years. And that wasn't some, something they were coming up with by themselves. That was to do with how we've always been run. We're given uh, an idea and, and a belief system for a thousand to two thousand years at a time. Old techniques, ancient techniques. In fact, if you go into the histories of India, when the Aryans were going through it and conquering the peoples, the Dravidians, they called the natives, uh, they surveyed them, they surveyed each area because there's many different types of people in India and different cultures and they surveyed them and uh, that, that should give you instances where the prince would appoint priests to study these people like anthropologists would stud, study people today and um, they'd find a, a new religion to introduce there that would put them under control of the elite you see and it's worked well right up to the present time but they actually have records of this and I think it was Charles Fort that said in every age, the proper people saw to it that the proper religion was created for the people. The proper people uh, created the religion. They taught it properly to the people, and the people believed properly. That's how it's always been. Today, is this, we're going from religion into global warming, and that's to control all our lives more severely than any religions in the past did, because there was always a kind of leeway within religion. It couldn't break its own tenets of everyone is special and everyone is kind of sacred. It couldn't break that rule, even though it would turn a blind eye often when the king wanted to behead someone or make examples of the peasants. But uh, with this scientific system we're in today, with this new paradigm where science is to rule us through technocrats and bureaucrats from birth to grave, then is to be a horror show, literally a horror show, as these bungling fools iron out their perfect religion for the next thousand years. And that's no coincidence either that um, Arthur C. Clarke wrote his vision of the future. It was really the elite's vision of the future in a novel form uh, with 2001, then 2010, because the century of change, even in his day when he wrote that book was in the 1960s, was to be the 21st century. And uh, he went to 2010, major changes then. They really ideally want a united America by them. They've got the united Europe, and they hope to have the Pacific Rim region amalgamated too, the big three trading blocks. And then he, he jumps into 3001. So there's your thousand years Reich, you see. And that's under the this, this scientific Reich, like uh, Aldo Huxley said, 
And like Sir Lord Bertrand Russell said, uh, they said that uh, this particular uh, system that they're bringing in would be uh, a, a tyranny, a scientific tyranny. And Russell said, but if there is to be uh, a, a, a tyranny of any kind, he'd rather have it to be a scientific type. And that's exactly what we're going through, ruled from cradle to grave. In fact, it, it, it's so beautifully planned because it's literally run uh, on uh, invisible gas, basically. It's, the whole thing is it's a gas, man. That's what it is. And anyone can come up with any statistics that they want, especially when they're using computers and specially designed computers to give them the right kind of answers that they want to hear. This is to rule our lives. In the past, we were terrified to go through a forest uh, 300 years ago because it was gloomy and scary and you'd all been taught these things about ogres and stuff like that or demons today uh, they've simply turned it into oh the catastrophe of global warming and gases that you can't see feel or whatever anything else and we're all to blame and of course the club of rome was the group designed to come up with this paradigm for the belief system for the whole uh, century and into a thousand years and during that whole thousand years they plan to bring science up. It already is science has been brought up to the new God, even though a lot of it, most of his theories are just that, they're good guesses, and not, but sometimes not very good guesses at all. They're often very bad guesses, and it depends what ones they pick to be the ones taught in university that become the good ones, you see, until some other theory comes along and knocks it off his feet and replace that quietly without ever admitting they were wrong with the last theory. But we have to run our lives now by these theories and these, these uh, technocrats and bureaucrats. That's the plan. That is the plan. We're already a global society, have been since we signed the document in 1946, the United Nations, and we're well on our way to this totalitarian system. <clears throat> Everything now is just a way of getting the herd to go along with it, um, with a, a kind of plausible excuse of global warming. You know, something that's hard to, to, to talk about because most folk come out of their homes and into their vehicles or their cars or the bus or the train uh, to their office or where they work, then back by the same method and back into their home. They're in climate control conditions all the time. And so they'd never look up at the sky. They never they don't care if it's raining or not raining. And that way they have no idea and no memory, really, of weather at all. It's quite fascinating. They're already in artificial environments, and they don't even think about that. So it's easy for those who supposedly are the experts in the weather to tell them as many lies as they want, and they will believe it. They will believe it. That those are the dead. The people are the dead. Those who never catch on to the system that rules them in all ages have been called the dead. You find that in the New Testament, let the dead bury their dead. They have chosen, somehow or another, not to know. And they're very easily led by the, the tiny minority that rules the problem with those who are awake is that those who, who rule them and the majority, because the majority and the elite who run them are like a symbiosis together. That's how they work. That's why they chose that the word democracy, because the masses will believe anything they're told by experts, you see. And they'll always go along with what the elite want them to go along with, without grumbling or mumbling or anything else. Now, I've said, and I'll continue saying it, because this global warming farce is nothing but a farce. I've got a lot of 
exchanges between uh, supposed experts in the field of uh, climatology, exchanging data with each other, and professors from universities exchanging data. And they're all, they're all totally confused and angry that the weather isn't cooperating with the theories. And uh, they're trying to find ways to, to explain why the weather isn't co- cooperating with their theories and projecting, yeah, but in 20 years' time it'll start warming again and all this stuff. They should really have stuck to the, the first idea they had back in the 60s, and that, that was we're, we're going to go through a coming ice age. If it stuck to that, it has more response than they have today. But they didn't, you see, because uh, they, they chose the warming instead. I'll be back with more after this break. through the matrix. Yeah, I was mentioning if the big boys had stuck to global cooling or the coming ice age back in the 60s, they might have had more response and believability by the public, but they chose global warming instead. And I've said before, if we're up to rise in snow, it won't matter. This agenda will go up to, will keep going uh, because it must go now. It can't stop. You see, at the top, they have this, this, this massive network of academia, and thousands of guys and men and women on uh, salaries, huge salaries, for dreaming up these cons and working along with the cons, and they make their bread and butter from the cons. Uh, professors of this, etc., etc., you know, different kinds of supposed sciences that, uh, to be honest with you, are perfectly new sciences, since they, people in the past centuries didn't study the atmosphere very much at all. Uh, in fact, not at all. And um, this whole idea that we're suddenly going through a warming phase. And we've heard all the rubbish about the, the, north, the melting poles and all the contradictions as to say, oh, my God, the, the shelf is getting bigger instead of getting smaller, and there's more ice forming, and all that stuff. Back and forth they go with it as though uh, they're whipping up a hysteria, and that's exactly what they're doing. They even admit that they do a hysteria campaign at the United Nations when it's coming up to another uh, gr- agreement, another treaty for everybody to sign that puts us further into this totalitarian slavery. So here, they're going at it and at it. Meanwhile, the world isn't really complying, but that doesn't matter. Facts don't matter when it comes with to agendas. And here you have the newsobserver.com, Monday, Friday, uh, the 13th, uh, it says here, or oh, it was that, November the 13th, 2009, it says, early China snow brings death and havoc. So see, that's that global warming kicking in again, you see. And it says, Beijing, unusually early snowstorms in north-central China have claimed 40 lives, caused thousands of buildings to collapse because they're not used to snow, and destroyed almost 500,000 acres of winter crops. The Civil Affairs Ministry said Friday. Uh, that's really the Department of Information. Britain has one too. We've had one, one before China. 19 of the deaths resulted from traffic accidents related to the storms that began November 9th, the ministry said in a statement on its website. The snowfall is the heaviest in the northern and central provinces of Hebei, uh, Shaanxi, Shaanxi, Shandong, and Henan since record-keeping began after the establishment of the communist state in 1949. The ministry said without giving detailed figures, it estimates economic losses from the storm at 4.5 billion yuan, 
or $659 million. The Chinese state media says some of the snow was induced through cloud-seeding weather modification. Although the precise amount of snowfall in all areas was not reported, and it wasn't clear what the previous records were. And then they go through the, the, the amount of snow that they had per day uh, in inches. They'll tell you how much they had coming down. Most of the foot were died on traffic accidents, of course, because they're not used to driving in the snow. And, uh, the, and, um, and so there you are. There's another story that tells you that it doesn't matter if, you're, if your buildings are collapsing under snow. They're going to keep telling you it's global warming right to the bitter end. Mind you, once they get everything they want signed into treaty and agreements, it won't really matter much. You'll find that. It's like, it's like the build-up to the invasion of Afghanistan and Iraq. Now, they'd already planned to invade those countries before 9-11 happened in 2001. But it still took time before they went in, after the, the buildings went down by design. And they, uh, they just kept at Once it was done, they didn't bother explaining to the public why they were there. Once you're there, you're there. That's all they care about is getting there. It's a matter of what leaks out to the public afterwards. Because once they're there, they say, well, we can't pull out now because there'll be chaos if we pull out. Because they've destroyed all of their policing capabilities and the disrupted society so much. So that's what you get, as I say. Uh, it's the same here with uh, reproductive rights. And I said years ago that if you had studied the books, these guys put out the Russells, the Huxleys, and all these boys. Right back to John Stuart Mill and his son, in fact, that worked for the British East India Company and the British Crown. Uh, they, they went through the depopulation agenda even back then in the 1800s. They had it listed, the mills had it listed, which peoples would be allowed to come into the new civilization, they called it, and the type that would have to die off, according to Darwinian theory, that the, those that were obsolete could not come through into the new because they'd bring the new down. That's what they based all their studies on, Darwin, basically. That was a religion that everything had to fit into. And they talked about the American Indians would have to go. Uh, some of their theories went out, and H.G. Wells said, well, even the Irish, maybe even the Scots would have to go as well. They've got a nasty habit of rebelling because they've got an allergy to tyranny and stuff like that. And, um, and, and here we have uh, uh, going on today under this greening again, this, this, uh, this greening stuff and the Save the Planet BS put out by the Club of Rome. And the United Nations, of course, is at the top of the tree promoting it all and with a unified front of solidarity. That's the whole thing. It doesn't matter how, how, um, how crazy all the scientists are amongst each other with their, with their, their panicking that the, that the weather isn't complying with their theories. It doesn't matter as long as they must present a unified front to the public, the same as the communists did. In fact, they're using all the communist tactics. And this article here, as from uh, the Catholic Family and Human Rights Institute, it says here, new uh, UNFPA report goes green to promote reproductive rights. And I'll read this article when I come back after this with another one on the same issue, how they're using it to bring down the population. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Reading from an article is from the Catholic Family and Human Rights Institute concerning the United Nations Population Fund, which is really the Department of Population Control. And uh, it says here, the United Nations Population Fund released its annual State of the World Population Report. Boy, the, the high hoodspurs, they stated the world population report by, by, by a private corporation called the United Nations. This is linking efforts to promote sustainable development and affect climate change to its reproductive rights agenda. And that's what it's about, reproductive rights. This is all coming through this, this climate and so on, sustainability. Craig see the report as a thinly veiled attempt to harness popular environmental concerns, which they made popular, of course, from the net UN, in service of population control. The report called Facing a Changing World, Women, Population and Climate, asserts that achieving universal access to reproductive health would both contribute to declines in fertility, abortion and sterilization, and help reduce greenhouse gas emissions in the long run. It calls upon nations to fully fund family planning services and contraceptive supplies. It's amazing. The UN's involved in everything to do with bringing down the, popul- the, the size of the world's population. I read an article about two months ago where uh, their organizations in Peru had sterilized something like 40,000 women. Uh, under a lie, they never told them what it was really about. That's a beautiful United Nations for you. It's a sounding alarmist which they always do, that's the whole thing with the UN. The UNFPA claims that the harsh realities of high per capita emissions amongst industrialized countries and swiftly rising ones amongst developing countries highlight the urgency of mobilizing all of humanity to stop collectively at the brink of this possible climate disaster zone. Dun, 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 dun. In a statement accompanying the report, the UNFPA Executive Director uh, Taraya Obayad uh, averse that rapid population growth and industrialization have led to a rapid rise in greenhouse gas emissions. We've now reached a point where humanity is approaching the brink of disaster. There they go. Peter C. Smith of the International Right to Life Federation observes that agencies such as the UN, UNFPA always need a looming disaster to secure their funding, and don't they ever? Smith sees the true looming disaster as the demographic implosion of the developed world, which is being exported to the developing world. The report touts declining birth rates in Japan and the European Union as positives and criticizes higher fertility in the United States. In places, the report disavows overt population control arguments and acknowledges development specialists such as Bangladesh's Atik Rahman, who attributes climate change to consumption patterns rather than demographic considerations. It also asserts that each birth results not only in the emissions attributable to that person in his or her lifetime, but also the emissions of all his or her descendants. Hence, the emissions saving from intended or planned births multiply with time. Further, the report states that fear of appearing supportive of population control has until recently held back any mention of population in the climate debate. See, they're always dying to get to this point. Nevertheless, some participants in the debate are tentatively suggesting the need to at least consider the impacts of population growth, even though in the Western countries it's been dropping and even though they keep upping their immigration quotas, and I read them off, off the last few weeks uh, in Britain and elsewhere, where they have to up, up the immigration 
to pay off the national debt. There's not enough people in Britain getting born, apparently. And it's the same with all the European countries. So they ain't no pleasing these guys, because you're not supposed to just please them. You're supposed to die off. Die off quietly, please. That's what they want. That's what they want. These control freaks. And let the better kind run the world and live in the world. Not the riffraff at the bottom. That's what they're talking about, really. Scientific dictatorship, eh? Now, from the Times, uh, the Times, November the 19th, 2009, it's the same uh, article again. And mainstream birth control, the most effective way of reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And I'll put these links up at the end of the show on my website if I can get any speed up at all to upload anything whatsoever, which is probably very, very uh, slim, I think, the chances of. Now, I've also mentioned in the past that this is going to affect everything from whether you will be born to what you'll do uh, in the new improved world Soviet system, what you'll do in your life. You know, school to work idea was a Soviet uh, Pavlovian uh, idea, and they're already doing it in most parts of uh, the Western world. Uh, but it's to go much further than that. I've said, too, you've got to follow the planks of the Communist Manifesto. Remember, the Club of Rome said that they favoured the collectivist idea. Now, that's really a form of communism, because it makes it easier for a centralised world body to rule the whole world from the centre. And that was always the key of, of Marxism, was centralisation of all authorities. And all laws, all rules, all regulations, everything goes to the centre can't have one state doing its own thing, another state doing its, uh, another thing. Can't, they can't have the control freaks freak out with that kind of stuff. It's just too untidy. Free will is awfully, awfully untidy to them. They can't sleep at night when they think about it. And I have also said that, that one of the planks was the redistribution of wealth. That's exactly what they're putting through now and through this Copenhagen Treaty um, the redistribution of wealth, the so-called wealthier countries are supposed supposedly to give money to the third world countries to offset their carbon and all that rubbish. And it is rubbish. It's nothing more than that. the same Marxist agenda which the elite favor, even, and I'm talking about the stinking, dirty, stinking, rich elite favor, it's much easier to control a Marxist system worldwide than any other kind of system. And another part of it, too, was the abolition of private property. And you see, uh, with uh, them putting up the, all the, the, the gasoline taxes worldwide, too, and that's to really skyrocket once they've signed this bill at Copenhagen. And some countries have already jumped the gun, like Holland, by uh, introducing tax as you drive per kilometer. Uh, so with a GPS tracking system, the government watches where you go, where you've been. Uh, then uh, people will, in the rural areas will, will start moving into the already overcrowded cities, which are meant to crumble over the next 30-odd years in rioting as they bring in starvation policies, which they'll call rationing. But in the big cities, eventually, the only ones who can, and it's almost that way now, the only ones who can rent out accommodation are the big, big chain landlords of chains and chains of buildings to, to rent out. Private property is to be eliminated. And part of this whole deal with uh, the Copenhagen Treaty, and already again jumping the gun on this in different countries, is to start uh, making, making it law 
that you have to uh, have your house energy rated before you can sell it. That's the big tool they're using, is before you can sell it. Now, they already use that, this technique in Canada to do with water and the sewage or septic systems. You've got a new sewage and septic system up to the latest standard and do it quickly before they up the standard again, before you're finished. And, and, and water before you can sell your home. Well, now it's to do with uh, entire energy. So it's, it's no more a deal between the person and another person, the buyer and the seller, as is, whatever. Oh, no, now you've got to get the government into it and get a license to own your, your property and to sell it. This article here is from uh, the EU Observer. That's the European Union Observer. And it's from the 18th of November. It says, making buildings energy smart is sometimes seen by politicians as not an eye-catching, a carbon reduction strategy as burying CO2 under the seabed or turning acres of cornfield into fuel for cars. And yet the sector is responsible for a full 36% of the bloc's carbon emissions. We're about the European bloc. They call it a bloc now. Because only blockheads run it. While the Parliament had voted for language in the legislation that would have required a carbon footprint of zero, the Member States added the word nearly to give them an out. This is for the building permits. Homeowners selling their property and landlords renting it out will also have to state in sale or rental ads how energy efficient a building or apartment is by 2012. Greens in the chamber, you can believe you got these vegetables in the chamber, greens in the chamber felt that the result was a clear victory, however difficult the year-long legislative process had been. You have to go into who created the Green Party, by the way. They pushed this world Soviet, because Madeleine, Madeleine Albright, I think it was her grandfather, was the best pal of Stalin, and he was a guy who was given the task of creating the Green Party. And you wouldn't believe the founders of it in Britain check into it, you'll get a surprise. So here you have these, this big centralized government laying the law down, right down to, can you drive without paying carbon taxes? No. And are going to punish you for driving over a certain limit? Yes. Are they going to punish you for driving one mile? Absolutely. You're going to pay and pay and pay, and now you can't sell your home. You're a, and this is just a start of it, because with every one of these laws they pass, they amend them and they amend them. The whole point of their, their attack is always to get it on the book so they can amend them. And isn't it amazing, too, in the U.S. with the same darn thing happening at the same time? What a coincidence. And you think we're not global? Enemies within? Because there's a bill there that's been put through, H.R. 2454, uh, the cap-and-trade bill, as it's innocently called, uh, because no one knows, knows what it means when they hear the cap-and-trade bill. But it says... Um, Beginning one year after the enactment of the Cap and Trade Act, you won't be able to sell your home, this is in the U.S., unless you retrofit it to comply with the energy and water, water efficiency standards of the Act. H.R. 2454, the Cap and Trade Bill, passed by the House of Representatives, if also passed by the Senate, will be the, last, the largest tax increase any of us has ever experienced. But it be more than that. You won't be able to sell your home, and you have to get a license again to sell it. Can you believe that? The exact same stuff as they just put through in Europe. International. International. And you, 
there's no doubt about it. The only people who are truly organized in the Cold War were the, were the communists. And that's why they favored, the elite bankers and all the rest of them favored communism. Because you get dedicated workers all working and infiltrating all departments of every, every, every level of government, right down to the local level. And they have solidarity. They will stand no uh, contrary opinions. It doesn't matter if, if one of their top chiefs gets found out to be a mass murderer or an utter pervert. They'll stand up for the party and protect them. That's the way they work. The same as the scientists right now who are all worried about global warming it isn't getting the compliance from nature that it wanted. Uh, even though they all agree they're not getting it, they must go ahead with the story. Solidarity. That's why they're using it. Quite something. And, and as they phase out the old religions, you see, they bring in the new. And a belief system, remember, is something with ritual. It's something uh, that's taught as fact. And um, it, will, it will stand no, uh, no rivalry, basically. It has to be the top. And this is what you have in the Times, November the 20th, 2009. Evolution to be compulsory subject in primary schools. It says evolution has become compulsory subject for study in all state primary schools. The government announced yesterday that Darwin's theory of how life evolved through natural selection would be a legal requirement in science teaching from September 2011, although it will be left to schools to decide how this is done. Well, the schools will already know. They get their orders because it all belong to, to UNICEF, basically. Um, that's, that's the United Nations Educational Department where the Julian Huxley was the first CEO, and he, he, I've, I've read from his own book what the function of it was to be, to condition, condition, indoctrinate a whole generation into the new way of thinking that they wanted them to believe. That's what it's all about. So here they go with the new religion. Because that's all Darwinism is. With me, you see, if I don't have enough facts on something, I just put it in a pigeonhole and put a question mark there. There's not enough facts to come to a decision on anything. And you, you need an awful lot of faith to believe in Darwinism. Why aren't there apes walking out the jungle every hundred years or so? Occasional odd one here or there that's half man and half ape. It doesn't happen, does it? No one's got any evidence this has ever happened. They have this whole incredible religion, and that's what it is. It's taught as fact. It's obviously a religion. That, uh, oh yeah, well, there's a there's incredible jumps in evolution but see evolution fits in with the elite's belief system it's like Hinduism it also starts off with all this sort of matter and slime and it evolves from slime into something then dies and comes back as a bigger something and better something than it was before so technically we all started as slime but they believe that to the top in their own religion uh, that, that Darwin's Theories suits them. Darwin really was a front man for the religion, and they really they believe at the top they're more evolved as a species than the rest of humanity. That's what gives them the right to rule us. That's what they believe. Not much different from the old king and queen stuff. People used to touch the, the robes of the king or the queen because they were holy. They literally were the nearest thing to God. And if they, if they wanted cured, that's what they would do. They would touch the robe. Amazing stuff. Uh, how incredibly arrogant and narcissistic and egocentric 
certain individuals are. And unfortunately, they're psychopathic, and they always jump for power over others. And they end up in politics, and in international political associations, and they dominate the rest of us, and they give us hell. That's what their utopia is when we're all in hell, and you can't move. So here's evolution to be taught there, and um, this is the move which was welcomed by scientists because that is their belief system, right? comes despite a drive to slim down the national curriculum for primary schools and leave teachers greater discretion over what to teach. British history will also become for the first time an explicit part of the curriculum that primarily that primary teachers must teach, although it makes no reference to which kings, battles, periods or events should be taught. And who cares what bunch of psychopaths ended up leading what? Because that's all it is, isn't it? Who won this battle and who robbed the land of someone else? And who married the other queen over the, over the water? And, and this country was given away as a dowry with all the peasants on it. That's history. <laughs> that's what history truly is, isn't it? Quite something. Quite something. And the U.S. is just astonishing. CNNMoney.com uh, from the 19th of November. It says, here's a new way to think about the U.S. government's epic borrowing. More than half of the $9 trillion in debt that Uncle Sam is expected to build up over the next decade will be interest. <laughs> More than half, in fact, is $4.8 trillion. Boy, oh boy, hey, we're doing so good. Back with more after this break. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. And just one last article before to your caller, and it's called uh, Your Smart Meter is Watching from the star.com. And remember, these links I put up on my site, if I can possibly get anything uploaded at all, with the Explorer awful uh, speed they're giving me. And uh, you can check them out once I've done the show, or check them out tomorrow. And it goes on about this new smart meters that they're putting in across Canada and certain parts of the States. It says, uh, times have changed. Today's, the, the grid offers a virtual window. These smart meters into your home, providing granular levels of information, such as when you cook, shower, and for how long. It goes on about all the possible abuses. Well, of course, it's for the government to snoop on you, too. They can actually tell you what's running in your home, which appliance is running, because everything's got a signature. If your toaster's on or whatever, they can tell what it is. And eventually, you have to pay in advance. And you get punished if you go over a certain amount. They'll just cut you off. They can cut you off remotely now. They don't have to come to your home with these smart meters. So that's what they're doing right now. And Obama apparently is going ahead with it too. By the end of 2010, uh, um, he's spent $3.4 billion to build up the smart grid in the U.S. as well. So I'll put this link up too for those in the U.S. But that's what you get, isn't it? There's a lot of coops out there as well. Uh, no doubt they're all uh, angry about me bringing down their global warming hoaxes and stuff like that. And that's what you expect to get when you're, you're bringing out the other side of the story. Now, you see, I don't mind people bringing out the other side of a story. Uh, what you'll find with those who lie and cheat and control the world is only give you part of a story, which will lead you to the proper conclusions, the ones that they want you to come to. 
If they don't give you the whole of the story, you can't come to a, a truthful, a more informed conclusion. And that's how we are. We're treated like children at this level. And we're given almost childish, childish responses by government departments, corporations, and all the rest of it. We're too lowly down the totem pole to understand the big things in life, like global warming. And even the ones who, I was reading from an article recently from Africa, where some parts in South Africa have had frost and all the rest of it, and really cold temperatures, the first for maybe 20, 30 years. And uh, the people in the streets, because of the conditioning they're getting on global warming, are being told that this is a part, the freezing is part of global warming. Now, there's double think for you, where you'll actually uh, rule out your own observations, your own daily observations, and monthly and yearly observations, and believe the so-called experts. And, to, and then you're in double think, absolute double think. Yes, it's freezing, but it's due to global warming. How more double think can you get? That's called brain damage. That's what that is. But that's the kind of world we live in. The, the internet has a lot of good people out there, some really bright people, and as someone said recently, a lot of trolls as well. From Hamish myself and Ontario, Canada, it's good night. And may your God or your gods go with you.